welcome to the AFLW Files. Guy here with Gabs. How are you? I'm great. Last episode of the season. I know. It's come around very, very quickly. Um, but we've got a lot to chat about uh, today. I reckon we just get stuck straight in. Grand final. Do you want to talk us through? Because you were there. You were one yep. of the lucky few who were there live. <laughs> and it was a pretty intense game for four quarters. Yep. Um, about as close as the grand final gets. Talk us through your first-hand experience. Uh, well, let's talk pre-game. Delta Goodrum. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> she was great. I'm no, um, atmosphere was awesome. Like everyone rolling in. Um, the roadworks were a bit of a nightmare, and the fact that Springfield's in the middle of whoop whoop that was a bit of a nightmare. But once you were there, once you were inside, it was it was great. Um, yeah, it's awesome just to see. There was heaps of lines, colours. So I think majority of everyone was going for Brisbane, and then the odd Melbourne supporter here and there. Um, but yeah, no, it was a close game. I wouldn't say it was very clean. Um, mm-hmm. But Melbourne played it well. Uh, just going to hit it right off the bat. I think Talia Gillard's Melbourne mm. work on Jesse Wardlaw was a masterstroke. And she is so tall. Like, really <laughs> tall. Like, when she was warming up, like, we were all like, whoa, she's tall. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd never seen her in person before. And it was like, she was just mount, mounted, like a mountain over everyone. Um, yeah. But she played extremely well, probably underrated, to be mm. fair, in the media. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I reckon at halftime I thought Melbourne were going to, yeah, run them over because, yeah, mm. they just lacked their, their usual style and they hadn't been challenged like that in a while, whereas Melbourne had been in those tight court games till the end. So good on them. Full credit to Melbourne. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, kind of similar, I think, across that back line. That's where Melbourne really kind of flexed their muscle. Um, I thought Kate Hoare floating back as the spare defender as well um, was a real um, tactical kind of masterstroke by Mick Stenier to shut down that run because I felt that Brisbane, they were actually winning in the mids and then as soon as they tried to push forward across that half-back line, they just couldn't couldn't actually move forward. Whereas for Melbourne, um, in terms of their entries, like the half-backs were doing what they could. I think Bree Conan going down early um, definitely didn't help Brisbane at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was a tight game. I agree with you. I think um, it was scrappy because of the defensive focus by both teams. Like they're both hard at the contest. Um, but the tension watching it on TV and knowing that at any stage each team could break away, um, it was really entertaining um, kind of to watch. So, yeah, um, congratulations to Melbourne. They win. Seven. Uh, <laughs> And um, deservedly so. They've, they've had a great year. I think I agree with you as well. That tactical edge. Nick yeah. um, you know, talked a lot about how they've been throwing different situations at their playing group for a couple of weeks. And I think that came to the fore. They just seemed calmer under the pressure. They kind of backed their um, knowledge of how to work through situations and 
and Daisy Pierce gets her um, premiership and um, Taylor Harris gets her premiership and um, Melbourne get their premiership after waiting, you know, in the wings for, for a number of years. So, um, yeah, it's it kind of, in that sense, really, really great for us as tipsters, really poor because um, we got, what, zero from everything apart from you, Gabs. You got close with the margin. Oh, true, but I just want to – my predictions weren't that wrong. If we go back to episode one, I'm pretty sure I said Melbourne would win the premiership, so I'm going to back with that one. Um, got that right. Um, but, yeah, six points. What? How much did they win by in the end? Two points. Four. Four points. Oh, I was very close then. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it was weird. It was a weird game, that's for sure. But it was. To it Melbourne wasn't the end- Brisbane, like – they definitely tried. You can't say that they didn't. Like, it was just an unlucky, like, who knows what would have happened if there was another quarter. Um, but Dakota played really well, to, be, to yeah. be honest. She did, like, try and lift them a few moments. That unlucky miss on the three-quarter time siren would have yeah. helped, I think. But, you know, can't get them all. <laughs> No, you can't. And I guess big moments in finals, um, kicks like that. They go in, you win. They they don't, you don't. And um, yeah, I agree. I thought she was great across half forward. Um, I thought uh, Nat Grider off half back mm. was great. Um, do you want, let's talk about the best and fairest medal mm. quickly, um, so we don't go down that rabbit hole too far. Why did you think? I didn't agree with it. I was actually, um, I was surprised when I looked at the AFL women's media page how many votes Shannon Campbell actually got. Mm. Um, now, I wasn't, like, to be fair, I wasn't really watching her closely. Um, but maybe that's why she's so good is, like, she just does her job really well. Um, I thought Olivia Purcell should have got it. Um, she did score a few votes for it. But because um, I always think the winning side probably should have the best and fairest unless there is a key standout, which I'm not sure Shannon was, but don't get me wrong, she did play an excellent game. Um, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Um, Shannon Campbell as a player, having seen her play for a number of years through Quaffle and also in AFLW, um, really hard worker, plays extremely well. Um, I don't know whether – oh, I looked at the stats, which was interesting. So Shannon Campbell got the most disposals on the ground. But if you watch the game, I don't think you'd have thought that. Yeah. Um, so I wonder whether – because I don't know the panel, maybe they were part of the media. Media get those stats straight away. And if you're looking at the numbers and going, oh, well, she got the most disposals, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I – also thought Olivia Purcell um, or Eliza West um, in and under just kept getting contested ball. Uh, and I thought that Melbourne as a team did enough and were kind of defensively dominant enough to um, warrant the best and fairest going to a Melbourne player. But I guess the processes are there for a reason. Um, we're not choosing it. <laughs> we're we're sitting talking about it on a podcast for a reason and not, <laughs> not in um you're not in the AFLW circles. So 
yeah. But, you know, congratulations to Shannon. Regardless, um, it's kind of reward for her effort um, as an unsung hero for Brisbane um, throughout the year. So, um, yeah, like I said, she's done really well. Um, but, yeah, on the day, you know, could have gone to a number of players. Apparently. Let's talk. No, no, no. Oh, Apparently, got- I have a little bit of words. She was in, like, hysterics because she, like, twinged her neck or her back um, during the game. And like oh, no. really, really sick, like kept vomiting after the game and then like had to get on the stage and like thank and everything. So like, wow, well done. Good on her. That would have been hard. That, that is a great effort yeah. to get on the the way she did because yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I'd be like, man, yeah, taking, taking my time, I suppose. I don't know. Never been in that situation. So... <laughs> <laughs> And never will be. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Let's look, I guess, back on the season. You're right. You did tip Melbourne um, to win. So congrats. Um, I know that'll just help your ego so much. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) Did you you tip Brisbane? I think I tipped Brisbane. Um, To be honest, I only, I listened to, because I was going to go, oh, let's go back and listen to all the episodes, and then I didn't. Um, Is you know, it's been a long year and there's a lot, there's 444 minutes exactly of content to, (laughs) yeah, we're going to throw some stats out and I don't know if Gabs is too excited about it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, (laughs) So um, what we did say in the round one podcast, so that was with Ruby Sergeant Wilson, was that Melbourne looked dangerous and they should be aiming for the flag. And so I think we hit that on the head. But what I also thought was really interesting was, the teams we identified as rising and falling in the year because we like we were pretty accurate. Um, so we said that Geelong would be well improved and look they end up, you know, top top eight. We said Richmond will be well improved. You said Courtney Wakefield would have a breakout year, and she did. Um I realised that my tips in that episode are terrible because I picked that GWS and St Kilda would rise and um, learnt very quickly that uh, pull <laughs> me out on it too. And so I, what we all learnt this year is we should listen to Gabs more about footy rather than me. And we also said that Carlton might struggle and Frio are in trouble. And at that stage, the media was still backing Frio. So, um, you know, we see it pretty well overall. Yeah. Good on us. Yeah. Good on us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another couple of things or a couple of stats about the year, about how the podcast has gone. Firstly, um, it's kind of wild, and I'm sure you'd agree, Gabs, considering that in March and April we were sitting, like, driving home from footy, being like, this would be the funniest thing to do. It would be so good. Um, people, you know, whether people listen or not, it would be great. So uh, we're really grateful for everyone who's listened. There's been over 750 plays on the podcast this year, um, which is a big number. 170 followers on Instagram. We've been listened to in every state in Australia apart from the Northern Territory. So if anyone wants to or is in on a plane to the Northern Territory or lives there and wants to give us a listen, that would give us the whole of Australia. We've been played in six countries, um, which I don't know whether that's because I accidentally put the 
category as American football or <laughs> whether there's in other countries, but that's a stat that's been spat out. And most of our listeners are young people. So majority of um, uh, younger than 30. And I think that's really cool because I think for both, well, for me at least, I think that's where the real growth in the women's game is going to come from. And um, it's kind of a pleasure to bring the world of women's footy the way that we see it to all of you. What do you think about that, Gabs? Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I like, I must like older listeners too. Like it's awesome to have them listening to our podcast as well, because obviously women's sport may not be, um, something that they're very familiar with. So if they're involving themselves in the AFL women's um, field, that's that's always great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can't um, kind of wrap up the year without thanking all 11 of the stars that we've had on the show. Um, we started with a list of three um, that we thought we could probably get and to get 11 um, – we are really, really grateful. So in order of appearance, thanks to Michaela Powger, Tess Craven, Ellie Hampson, Ruby Sargent-Wilson, Liz McGrath, Becky Webster, Abby McKay, Lucy McAvoy, Jess Fitzgerald, Dana East and Jenna Richardson for being on and for their respective clubs for letting them come on. Um, we have now a, probably a goal of getting every, like players from every other club to come on. Bit of challenges thrown in there. Some clubs aren't very open to outside media, so we've got a few obstacles if we want to get there. But who knows? We'll we'll try and we'll try our best for you guys. Absolutely, we'll do our best. Um, I'm sure we can make it work. If we've made it work this far, Gabs, yeah. we'll uh, <laughs> we can work in the future. Um, probably speaking of the future, what do you reckon next year's going to look like? Um, great question. Don't know. Yeah. Lots, to, lots to discuss. I'm sure we'll we'll get you that knowledge when we have it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I threw that. I threw that out there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I'm more of a think in the present sort of person. Like I don't really look too far into the future. You know, yeah. don't want to get caught up in things. One week at a time. One week at a time. Yeah. We're in the off season yeah. now, guys. We need it. Oh, true. We do. That is true. We do need to do that. Um. So obviously we'll be taking a break, but um, we'll I don't know find a way to get some content to you. Yeah. Um. In some way, shape, or form. Um. And yeah, we just want to say thanks, and hopefully next year we're back bigger and brighter than ever. Let's go. Have a good Christmas. Ha, ha, ha.